There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez of the Best. Today is Tuesday, October 12, 2021. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else but stick around. You might learn something new. Happy new week, everyone. How was your week? You have a good one? Did you watch anything good? I'm going to tell you what I watched. By, uh, by the way, last episode, I talked about uh, a one of the listeners here of this podcast recommended the app or the, I guess, the social media platform called Letterboxd. And you know, I looked into it. It's actually pretty fun. Uh, I don't think it's something where I would be making. So it's an app where it's all about movies and TV shows. So you can see... Like literally every movie in the world on there, every TV show, and you can see what people are rating it, whether people liked it, you can add it to your list, uh, you can write reviews about it. So I just want to talk about that real quick because I am going to talk about some shit that I watch over the weekend. But if you're into like just seeing different lists that people make, uh, for example, here I'm just looking through the list. So you can curate your own list, add movies to that list, uh, and then you can describe the list. So... For example, a popular list this week is horror films directed by women from 1900, the year 1900 up to the present, which, I mean, it's cool. So, you know, me who's been looking for movies to watch, because I feel like, I don't know, at least for between the years, when did I start working at a movie theater? I started working at a movie theater in 2010, right? 2010. So I feel like from 2010 all the way until now, 2021, I've seen Almost every single big movie that you could name. Like literally every movie that is huge. That was a box office hit. I've probably seen it. I probably skipped a few, maybe missed a few. But I'd say maybe 95% of the big movies in the last 11 years I've watched. So sometimes I find myself trying to, you know, I'm craving for something new to watch. Uh, TV shows, on the other hand, that's a whole different story. There's so many TV shows. Like there's so many TV shows in the world. That are really good, I'm sure, that I just never haven't, like, I never took the time to, to look into, or I just never heard of them. Can you believe that there are shows with big name stars that I, I look, I, I see it on TikTok, like recommendations on TikTok, like, you know, watch this TV show. And I'll, I'll realize that this show came out two years ago. It's three seasons in. It hasn't been canceled, I, but I've never heard of it. That's how uh, out of touch I am with the TV, the TV game. But for movies, I'd like to say I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at, at watching everything in between. Because, well, when I worked in a movie theater in 2010 all the way to 2015, I got free movies. So that was never an issue. Um, but just I've always kept up to date with everything relevant. So this letterbox is really cool because it, it shows me lists of, uh, you know, there's some cool lists. Like Korean screens, 20 greatest K-horror. So I'm not a horror movie fan. But if I was and I watch mostly English horror movies or American horror movies, this might be something interesting to me. So it's it's really cool. And mostly horror right now, I guess, because it's October. Uh, here's another list: good films, ninety minutes or less. So I've been just scrolling through these, trying to find movies which you can then add to your list so that you can save it here. So right now I have on my list. Uh, oh, what the fuck? Where's my list at? I can't find it right now. But anyway, I was I, I just want to see things that. Uh, oh, to watch list here it is. 
So I just I was adding movies that I haven't seen before. So let me just talk to you about ones that I haven't seen. Like there's one movie that I haven't seen, but I heard great things about it, and I love Colin Farrell. It's called The Lobster. It's where I the story is if you don't find like it's it's set in like some weird dystopian world where if you don't find your partner like your spouse by a certain time you become a an animal <laughs> it's weird <laughs> but it starts Colin Farrell and I think Rachel Weiss I think I'm not sure but Colin Farrell who, who is in one of my favorite movies in Bruges which I highly recommend so in Bruges I love that movie it's actually the reason why Bruges in Belgium is my number one most wanted visit and a tourist destination like that is my dream that's actually i was supposed to go there last year for my 30th birthday or at least to celebrate my 30th birthday but of course you know covid fucked things up oh there's margo uh margo stop barking um so yeah the lobster i have here moonrise kingdom which i haven't seen i'm not a huge fan of wes anderson i i I mostly disliked his movies i did like the hotel what's it called budapest grand budapest hotel but i did not like the life aquatic i did not like the the royal darjeeling i did not like the royal tenenbaums like it's so slow and boring for me so i don't know if moonrise kingdom is one that i will enjoy but it's it's been on my list so that's on here as well uh, Fargo. I've never seen Fargo, the 1996 movie. I know there's a TV show, which I hear is also very good, but I haven't seen the, the, the 1996 Fargo movie. Uh, The Breakfast Club. Have I told you guys that? You know, I've never fully watched The Breakfast Club. One of my cousins, uh, his name's Richard in the States. I remember one summer, he watched that shit like three days in a row. <laughs> it was on TV and he just kept watching it. I never took the time to sit down and watch it with him. I, I've seen maybe... 60% of the movie in bits and pieces. I kind of know what happens. And of course, the iconic scene at the end where he puts his hand in the air. I know that scene. But I've never seen it the whole way through. Uh, what else have I ever? I've never seen Silence of the Lambs, believe it or not. Although I have seen Hannibal and Red Dragon, weirdly enough. Booksmart. Moonlight. Nursery Moonlight. Donnie Darko. The Lighthouse with, with Robert Pattinson and William Defoe. Uh, these are just things that I have found browsing these lists that I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? I should watch that. Or, oh, yeah, I forgot I wanted to watch that, but I haven't thought about it in a while. So that's why Letterbox, pretty solid app, but I don't think it's worth following me for, you know, like he because uh, he or she, I don't know who messaged me, said, you know, can I follow your Letterbox? I already I messaged them. We, we had actually had a conversation about this uh, through Instagram. So if you want to message me about the podcast, just message me on Tevez of the Best. And I said, you know, I don't think it's really worth following me because... I'm not going to make lists. I'm not going to review movies. I'm not going to rate them. But I will uh, use the app, though. So, yeah, if you want to check it out, it's pretty cool. It's letterboxed, but instead of ED at the end, it's just XD. So, L-E-T-T-E-R-B-O-X-D. Okay, so what did I watch? Um, What did I watch today or this weekend? Ted Lasso. Season two. Now, the last few shows that I've talked about, I went in depth about, you know, spoiler filled. But Ted Lasso is one of those shows where I need you to watch that show. It is like a show that you have to watch in life, I think. Because, you know, you could skip Squid Game. Your life will be all the same, right? Uh, what else did I talk about? Uh, I can't even remember what else I talked about before where I went spoiler filled. Can't remember. Nah. But I'm just telling you, Squid. Uh, sorry, uh, Ted Lasso season two just ended over the weekend. And it's on Apple Plus. If you can NordVPN and subscribe to Apple Plus just to watch that show, I think it's super worth it. 
If you got a special agent on it, I don't give a fuck. I won't judge you. You need to watch that show. That show is so, 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 so good. Season one and season two. It just, there's, the writing is, it, the, it's fantastic. It's so funny. The, it's so clever. It's so feel good. There hasn't been a TV show ever in my life. Maybe the good place, but maybe t- towards the last, the latter half of the good place where they kind of wrap things up. That was nice. But Ted Lasso, every episode makes you feel so good, but also sometimes you feel sad, but it's just such a, it's such a show. And every person who I have recommended this to who has watched it has loved the show. Like there's no one who I recommended this show to and said, oh, I didn't really like it. As in, like it's rare that I speak so highly of a show and then I recommend it and everyone who I recommended to really liked it. So good. So good. So season two just ended. So I'm not going to share my thoughts on it because I want you to watch it. I know I would venture to say maybe at least 70% of you who are listening right now have not seen Ted Lasso. And it might sound boring. Here's the premise, okay? The premise is, at least for season one, is there's a coach. His name is Ted Lasso. He's from the States and he coached American football. He won like a college championship and he gets hired to coach a soccer or slash well soccer or you know football team in England uh the the Richmond Greyhounds Richmond must that Richmond's the name of the team and the shenanigans that come along with it and at first when you think about it it sounds like a goofy sitcom style right because that's what I thought when I first watched it but that show has so much heart to it you will not you cannot believe how invested you get in the characters in this show Especially since it's a, it's only a thirty minute. Like each episode is only like thirty minutes, I think. I'm gonna, and it's a, it's a sitcom, but it's also like a drama. I don't, I don't know how to. It should, by all accounts, just from the premise alone, make you think it's like a goofy, you know, fish out of water story, and it is. But the way they, they, the way that Ted Lasso is portrayed by Jason Sudeikis, who won an award by the way for his acting, it's so different. I've never seen it. Um, I've never seen a character like that. Someone who's so wildly optimistic, but it's not OA. Because there are some characters in shows, movies, I can't name them off the top of my head, where they are just optimistic 100% of the time and nothing ever goes wrong for them and whatnot. You know what I mean? It, it's just so good. Ted Lasso, go watch that shit. Like, that should be your number one priority. If you're thinking, oh, man, I need to watch something new. I'm so bored of everything that I've watched. I'm re-watching, you know, Friends for the one millionth time. Go watch Ted Lasso and you will, man, you will, you will love that show. Okay, so that's what I watched this weekend. I can't wait to, t- I, I can't wait to talk to you guys about season two, like down the line. I just don't want to spoil anything for it. But Ted, season two was, was very good, like comparable to season one. There are great character. De- there's a great t- character development for characters that were maybe not as developed in season one, and then they, of course, expound on the the issues and the and the and I guess the triumphs of the main character from season one as well. Anything else? Oh, I'm in the halfway between. I'm halfway through watching Britney versus Spears, the Netflix documentary about. Britney Spears, like the conservatorship. And, you know, Rika and I talked about it on the Halala show a few weeks back. And I, you know, I've heard about the conservatorship, you know, years ago. But I mean, we kind of knew that there was some weird shit going on in, in Britney Spears' life. You know, the free Britney movement is not new. 
And I think as as of today, it's already oh, it's over now. I think that she was able to finally get free of it. But man, Jamie Spears, the dad, he's an evil little fuck, right? Dude, conservatorship is so it's so crazy. You it, you you lose all rights to like everything. <laughs> it's wild. I think I even we even kind of undersold it when we were talking about it on Halada Show because I didn't really fully understand the whole story behind it. All I knew was that Jamie Spears was kind of keeping Britney from doing all these things that she was should as an adult woman be allowed to do. And, and it's it's pretty good so far. It's it's about an hour and a half long. I'm maybe forty five minutes into it, and I, I I get the gist of it. They they build it up. You know, it's very dramatic. They have all these interviews from people who are involved. Yeah, so I mean, it's I can't recommend it until I finish it, I guess. But so far, so good. So maybe if you want to start on that, and there's something else that I wanna I wanna talk about. Shit, man. Oh, I watched the Dave Chappelle, uh, the new Dave Chappelle comedy special, which has been getting a lot of flack, especially from the trans community. Because if you watch any of Dave Chappelle's most recent uh, stand up. He does have a lot of jokes about trans, trans, uh, trans people. Uh, I mean, for me, I wasn't offended because I'm not trans. I don't know if, if someone, maybe a listener, if you listen to this podcast, if you are a fan of stand up comedy, if you watch the latest one, it's called Dave Chappelle, The Closer. I mean, you can let me know if, if that's, if, if it was in poor taste or whatnot. But that's also just kind of a little bit, I, I could talk a, li- a little bit about that. If I wasn't offended by it, but it was it offended other people, should I like be offended at that? That you know this person is offensive to this person, so I shouldn't like this person. Especially in the and this is in the scheme of stand up comedy, right? Because if it's you know if it's just a random person who's spewing hate towards transgender people, obviously I'm not gonna watch or listen to that person. But in the in this context, it's a stand up comedy show. And he's a comedian and he's making these jokes. For me, this is just me as someone who's not transgender. I thought the jokes were, I thought it was funny the way he, the jokes he made. Like, not just the transgender jokes. I, I thought the whole special was pretty funny. Not his best. You know, I, I think his older stuff is, is, is still better. But it made me laugh. Dave Chappelle, the thing I like about him is he's a fantastic storyteller. He could make a joke about almost anything, actually. It's just the way he delivers it is really well done. But then I was looking online and there, there, it, there was a lot of hate on Twitter, etc. So it just makes me think. It just makes me think. Like, am I a bad person for enjoying the comedy of this special? Not just the transgender jokes, but for enjoying his comedy simply because he made a joke towards a certain group which is uh, marginalized. Just wanted your thoughts on that. You know. Is, is the cancel call. And one quote that I, that stood out to me in the, uh, in his special was, he, he's, he's fully aware of, of the impact that he's had on the trans community and how he's being canceled on Twitter. But the, the one quote that I did enjoy from him, or that I did really, uh, it stuck in my memory is, it's some, it went something like this, not very, not verbatim, but like, you know, and now they're canceling me on Twitter. But I don't care because Twitter, it's not a real place. <laughs> it made me think. Yeah, I mean, Twitter is is just a it's a social media platform where people can voice their whatever, but it's not. You know, it's not the courts of law. I mean, I, 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 I and now to frame that into the context of 
the election. I know it's a wild jump, right? But over the week, the whole Lenny Robredo running for president thing that and you know me showing my support for it and whatnot, it it, it makes you see like the people out there looking in at you. <laughs> it brings to light the people that who have no impact in your life, you know, people who shouldn't have any impact on your life, rather. Uh, the people who don't know you personally, they just n- follow you. And they're they're making their words known to you. So when I posted some stuff about it, and you know what, if you if you listen to me and you're not a Lenny Robredo su- supporter, you know, it's all good, man. It's all good. Uh, and like I've always said, if you don't enforce your um your political views on me I'm, that's cool with me man you can support bong bong marcos all you want but just don't tell me not to support my uh the candidates of my choice uh you know if you want to vote for manny pacquiao bro go go ahead <laughs> that's your choice uh it's just it irks me when when people hear my stance and i and i'm pretty sure i was very careful about it too because I like to be responsible with my platform. I was very careful to say that I am not telling anyone to vote for Lenny. I was telling them who I was voting for and why I was voting for them. I didn't even list any of the her accomplishments, which I she has a lot. She did a lot during her term as VP or still doing a lot during her term as VP. But I just said I was voting for her because I, I felt confident in her. and I And I felt like she gave me hope. And I haven't felt that in a while. And you know what, man? I was, A, I want to say that I'm very happy that most of the people follow, I would say 95% of the people who follow me gave me heart emojis and sent me messages saying thank you for speaking up on this. So in that sense, I'm very, very happy. But what, of course, what do you, what really stands out, right? The little fuckers, the five percenters out there. Who are like, <laughs> you know, I, I forgot what their messages are. I already just deleted. I didn't even block them. You know, it's not worth my effort, right? I just deleted. I, I, I saw the message. I'm like, ah, cool, man. And then I just deleted it from my inbox. But it was something along. The, there's one that was like, you know, unfollowing. Uh, you are uh, an advocate for the oligarchs. And I don't even know what the hell they were talking about. But it was obviously negative. Another one was. Unfollow, sayang panaman. <laughs> and then I was, and then these are these two, at least these two examples, are people who were, you know, sliding into my DMs, replying to my stories before. And I, I, I never, you know, I never really check. I, I told you guys this before. I never check my message requests, so I've never responded to these people. So I scrolled back and I saw that they message my, they they would reply to my IG stories before. And I don't know if it's a common theme or whatnot, but these two, these two who, after I made my, my political will known, I don't know what you want to call it. And they decided, you know what? I don't want to follow this person anymore, you know, which is fine with me. But as, upon scrolling on these messages, and it was a lot, it was mostly thirst messages, like, Ang sarap mo pag pinapawisan ka or some shit like that. I mean, I'm just I'm just ad libbing here, but it was something along those lines. Like, oh, so yummy. Oh, your hair is so nice like that. Keep it. It's so hot. So you're telling me that you would fuck me 
but you won't respect my political idea, my political views. <laughs> That's just how I see it. That's just how I see it. I just thought it was a funny story to share. <laughs> like, you know, you could be in the middle of doing the deed and you're like, you know what? Who are you voting for? Oh, get off me. <laughs> but yeah, that's just, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if that was a, a weird transition to make from the whole Dave Chappelle thing, but it makes you realize that the people online, they shouldn't really matter to you. If, if you're, if they're not your friends or family, right? If, if they're just people who follow you for whatever reason. And I guess this is something that isn't relevant to everyone. Uh, I don't like to think of myself as an influencer or whatnot, but there are people who follow me who follow me because they like my content, right? Most people, I would say, I don't know, statistic wise, you can just kind of imagine it. Most people who, on their social media, are followed by people who are their friends. And they follow them back, and then they probably follow celebrities or whatever, influencers, whoever. So for the more, it's like, it's more common for people to just follow each other because they're friends. It's not as common to be followed by people who don't, who you, who you don't know, right? Isn't that correct? That makes sense, right? Does that make sense? I think it does. So if you're a sexy hot girl on Instagram, you are probably followed by people who don't know you, right? <laughs> right? That's just the that's just the way the internet works. So now that you have these people who follow you, should you care about them if they tell you they don't agree with you? No. Right? You shouldn't. Because you're 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 able to speak, you should have freedom of speech and whatnot. Right? Oh, by the way, shout out congrats to uh, Maria Ressa for winning the Nobel Peace prize award galing ah yeah so that is my that is my kind of thoughts for out loud you guys will not believe the kind of messages that i've got in the past from from strangers who don't know me like it's unbelievable like they are some scathing there's one there's a time actually it was during the sea games when i posted uh like a, a, a ig video post about this little pathway in Ortiga Center. If you've ever taken the MRT and you've ever get, gotten off at Ortiga Station uh, MRT, there's a little pathway there. And I, I kind of said, like, you know, we, we should stop funding. This is just not, it, this is just kind of to make it simple. I said, why are we spending so much money on, like, the Caldero, right? The, the, the Olympic or the Sea Game Caldero, which costs, I, I don't know how many millions, right? Instead of working on fixing stuff like this, you know, the, this little shitty ass road or uh, the sidewalk where thousands, literally thousands of people commute every day. Why can't we invest money there? And I know it was kind of a stretch to make. Obviously, there are probably different budgets. There are different governing bodies that handle each one. But I just, I just kind of posted that on Instagram. I don't know if, I'm sure the post is still on my Instagram feed. You can go scroll back and find it. But I would, I got some messages, man. I got some messages and they wanted me to know what they thought. <laughs> and I don't know these people. Now, if it was my friend or if it was my family member who messaged me these things, then, then there would be a case. Then, then I would listen. But I think my friend, I feel like I pick my friends well enough 
And my family to me is, is I love my, my family loves me enough that they wouldn't come at me with aggression, but more with, uh, an openness to discuss. The thing that these people are doing wrong, these, 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 uh, trolls or whatever you want to label them, the thing that they're doing wrong is they are coming at you hot, bro. Like that is the issue here. That is the problem with how they go about things. Whether they're paid or not to, and there are paid trolls, but I really genuinely think a lot of these people are not paid. They are just so brainwashed with their own, you know, political ideals and views that they, and they, they're so convinced that they are right that anyone that goes against them automatically is wrong. So they just, they come at you with a fury, you know, like a Hadouken sure you can kamehameha of a barrage of attacks and i don't i i just i kind of feel bad for them i really i honestly do so i i don't know <laughs> like i'm on tiktok my for you page on tiktok is obviously because we're in an echo chamber it's mostly let lenny lead videos and it's these influencers or these people on tiktok that have big followings that are addressing themselves you know the the common comment is were you guys paid, excuse me, to make this statement? And it's kind of the, I'm sure there are people who are on the let Lenny, let Lenny lead team that are toxic as well. Yeah, I'm not going to say that we're all, you know, non-toxic, but these people who are standing by Lenny are very, um, in their video replies, like they're replying to comments, you know, from the opposition, mostly mga, DDS slash BBM supporters, right? In a very, I would call it very classy way. Like they would answer their question, you know, and it's very respectful. So I'd like to think that that's the way you should go about it, whether you, whoever you support, right? So that's just my thinking out loud for today. Is there anything else? Like politics boring, man. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you registered to vote. They extended it till October 30, BT dubs. Um, anything else I want to share with you guys? Mm, I can't really think of how, how long have I been talking. 26 minutes. Not bad. Not bad. Um, if you guys have anything you want me to talk about, the, see, I was able to talk about Letterbox for like quite some time, maybe like five, 10 minutes earlier. Let me just go through Letterbox real quick since so, so I can have a little bit more content for you. I don't know if I'm going to release on Friday, but I just saw a list here called Comfort Movies created by username Izzy for when you're feeling like everything is a bit too much. And I think that's very relevant for today so ted uh, it's not a movie but ted lasso is is that that's what it is man that's the kind of show where if you feel like life is getting too rough it's a show that you should watch and actually ted lasso made me feel good you know my temporary reprieve from a i would say very long week last week i had a host oh let me share oh yeah let me talk about that see this is what i'm talking about before i go into these comfort movie lists this comfort movie list I, I had a hosting this past Friday. It was for HP. It was an internal thing. Actually, it was very strange. It was just a Zoom call with all these, um, I guess, vendors for these HP printers. So it was not broadcast. You know, it wasn't like a Facebook Live where there was a, it was hosted on the HP Philippines Facebook page. Nothing like that. It was literally an internal meeting, like a sales meeting slash, I don't know, pep talk. I don't know. It was very short, like an hour and a half, and we were done. This is my first time to kind of do something like that where I was just there to transition from one 
topic to the next. It was very light work. I, I mean, I don't mean to to say that it was. Yeah, you know, I, I hope you. I hope you don't think that I'm shitting on the the job or whatever the the gig. It was it was just very easy, and I was surprised that they actually got a host for that. But I was happy that I got to do it. It was nice to to get back into the hosting wheel. It's been a it's been kind of a while since I I had a a, a racket that involved talking to people. I've had voiceover gigs uh, the last few weeks, but just to have a gig again was nice. So I'm hopeful. I mean, I've been getting a lot of inquiries for the Burr months. No, nowhere near as close to pre-pandemic levels, obviously. But I had a a few gigs. One, two. There's one that I turned down. In hindsight, I maybe should have taken it, but the rate was too low. But at the same time, it's like I wouldn't have made it that money doing anything else, and I was free that day. I had a conflict of should I. Should I say yes, and then they'll they'll just know that's my that, that I will settle for that. I felt like a, <laughs> a you know when you're we're not standing by your value, so it it didn't pull through. Whether for better or for worse, I don't know. Um, but I, I think about that shit a lot. You know, when it comes to gigs and the, and if the budget is lower than your rate, but then you still would be making more than I would be making at my let's say my regular job on radio. Or just sitting at home watching TV, I would be making money. So that's the whole concept of fuck you money, right? Like I don't have that yet. If I had fuck you money, and if it was lower than my rate, I would be like, oh, I wouldn't say f you, but I'd be like, no, no, thank you. I'll pass. Thank you so much for the offer. But I'm still at that point in my life financially where I can't do that. But and then I have to dwell on it (laughs) for the next few weeks. All right, let's go to this comfort movies list. Let's, let me just go through this as my final talk point. Um, and maybe I could recommend, because I haven't seen all of these. So Grand Budapest Hotel is the first one on this list, which I recommend. If you're not a Wes Anderson fan or if you've never really seen a Wes Anderson movie, this is the one that I actually enjoyed. I've seen a few of them. Uh, like I said, I haven't seen Moonrise Kingdom. But Grand Budapest Hotel was actually very entertaining. The color, pa- I, people love Wes Anderson's like color palette and shit. You know, that's all fine and well, but I just thought, I just thought, what's his name did a really good job. The, the main guy and then the, the, the Indian guy. So see, Ralph, I think it's Ralph Fiennes, and I don't know the name of the, I don't know if he's Indian, but say he, he's Indian or Middle Eastern. That's his complexion. He, he was good as the butler kid. Great movie. Next on this list, Before Sunrise, which I've seen, it's very whatever. For, you know, Before Sunrise, Before Sunset. I haven't seen the third one, Before Moonlight or whatever it's called, the third one of this series. But I've seen the first two, and it's okay. It's it's very, I think it caters very much to the ones that really want to go to Europe and just meet that special someone on a train and shit. Like, if you're into that, if you're a big romantic in that sense, and you... Because it's just talking that two act the two leads talking while walking through Europe, and I could see the appeal of that. It just really isn't my thing. Uh, Breakfast Club is on here. Lady Bird, Lady Bird is okay. I enjoyed Lady Bird. It was all right. Uh, when oh, when Harry met Sally, I've never seen. I am familiar with the orgasm scene in the diner. You know the iconic Meg Ryan like she fakes an orgasm scene, and then I'll have what she's having. But I've never seen that movie. Uh, Billy Elliot, which actually is pretty good. Uh, it's a, it's a movie about this, this kid, this boy who, you know, he's a, his dad is like training him to be a boxer or whatever, but he he, he kind of stumbles upon ballet and it turns out he's actually really good at it. 
Billy Elliot, good movie. 13 Going on 30, yeah, good movie. 10 Things I Hate About You, fantastic movie. 10 Things I Hate About You is one of my favorite teen teen movie, teen rom-coms. There are, there are a lot of teen rom-coms that have been made you know, throughout the decades, but 10 Things I Hate About You with Julia Stiles, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Heath Ledger, and uh, my girl Alex Maxey, Larissa Olenek. Good movie, man. It's based off a Shakespeare book called, or is it a sonnet? I don't know what, book, sonnet, poem, I don't know, called The Taming of the Shrew, which I've never read. So I don't know how it compares to the the or the original story. But 10 Things I Hate About You, it's good. The story is, um, there are these two sisters. One is kind of like a hot, popular, younger sister girl. And then the older sister who's kind of grumpy and hates men and hates the world and whatnot. So Joseph Gordon, Le- oh, the, sorry, the, the the characters in the movie find out that for the younger daughter to date, her older sister has to date first. So the Joseph Gordon-Levitt hire Heath Ledger to woo and swoon uh, Julia Stiles, the, the older sister, so that he can get with the younger sister. And they're, they're, he's a good guy, Joseph Gordon. It sounds like he's predatory, but no, there's another guy who's kind of an asshole in this movie. <laughs> Uh, moving on, uh, Lizzie McGuire movie. That one's pretty good. Man. I look. I, I really. That's a. That 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 movie holds a special place in my heart because it's it's fun, man. It's a fun movie. Where was Lelaine though? That's the only injustice of that movie. Bridget Jones Diary. Eh, overrated. Uh, <laughs> to all the boys I loved before. Eh, overrated. Forrest Gump. Yeah, I like Forrest Gump. Sleepwalk. What is Sleepwalk with me? Never seen this. A comedy for anyone who's ever had a dream and then jumped out a window. A budgeting stand-up comedian struggles with the stress of a stalled career, a stale relationship, and the wild spurts of severe sleepwalking. He's desperate to ignore. Oh, interesting. See, see, this this is what Letterbox is about. So I'm adding it to my watch list because that sounds like a, my kind of movie. Have you guys kind of figured it out, you know, for those of you who've listened to my podcast, I feel like there's no way you could pick my kind of movie. Because there are some people who are, you know, I know some people, for example, who are very, if they, it's a, if it's a musical, I know that they're going to love it. Like they love musicals. There's the people that love horror movies. The only thing you could say about me is I hate horror movies. And I hate, I hate, uh, period pieces for the most part. You know, I, I don't really like stuff set in the times of, like Queen Elizabeth the first, I don't know what year that is. I really cannot tell you on the spectrum of of time when the Crown and when when downtown. When is Downtown Abbey set? Eighteen hundreds, nine early nineteen hundreds, the seventeen. I really don't know. Are there horses? Are there cars in that show? If not, then it's probably like the eighteen hundreds, right? I don't know. Who who knows? I'm not a big fan of periods pieces, and I'm not a fan of horror too much. But other than that, I feel like I I like everything from musicals to thrillers to like raunchy comedies, teen comedies, award-winning movies. Yeah, it's, I have a very eclectic palette. Anyway, this list is too long, so go check out Letterboxd. I'm trying to see if there's there's movies here that I have watched and I would recommend as a oh School of Rock. If you haven't seen School of Rock, I'm sure most of you have, but School of Rock is really good with Jack Black. Um, Clueless. Clueless, I think, is overrated. I, I, I'm a more of a mean girls over Clueless. If I had to choose between the two, if I was going to wipe one off the face of the earth, Alicia Silverstone is, uh, she's, she's going bye-bye. 
Mm. Oh, the nice guys. This movie, I think, is is underrated. Like, I don't think a lot of people really watched it. Maybe, yeah, I, I venture to say most of you listening probably have not seen this. It stars it stars Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe, and I think it's one of the funniest movies when it came out. It was one of the funniest movies of the year, and it kind of flew under the radar. I don't know how to describe the story. It, it, it's it's these two guys who are trying to solve a murder. And shenanigans happen. It's 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 good. It's a good movie. All right, I'm done. I'm done for today. I'll try to catch you on Friday. If not, have a great rest of your week. Please message me on the podcast Instagram if there's anything that you would like me to talk about. Take care of yourselves. Enjoy the rest of your week. I already said that. And see you all. Say it with me. Later. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.